When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Phil Mackey. I like his odds of, uh, of replacing somebody on TNT. Judd Zolgad. Just a genuinely awesome guy. Very giving of his time. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Most playoff basketball. At his best. Two teams get going at it. That's a straight slugfest for four quarters. Um, I don't know what else to say. It was real physical. Uh, even when you think you got a team down, another team fights back. Guys just laying on the line, and they came up to play plays late, and they showed they wanted it more. What do you say to him in a loss like this? You better do better. It's very profound. Yeah, gotta do. They have to do. Hey everyone! Better. Hey everyone! They have to do better. Gotta do better. Do better. The conversation though is interesting that you can have a season this long, and I can't recall one time to uh, what, what we talked about with Johnny, I believe, where Tibbs has said, "I got to do better." I didn't do a good job tonight. Yeah. Got to do better. It refers to the team there, right? Like, because the question was, yeah. what would you tell the team? Well, yeah, I think I think the question is, as the authority figure on the team, what do they have to do? Oh, oh. What happened? Oh, my God. What just happened? Phil, Mick- Phil Mickelson. Oh, no. Just ricocheted a ball off a tree into someone in the gallery. Oh, this could be bad. You know how you, you watch golf? I don't know if anyone's hurt. When you watch golf and golfers are in the trees and you're always wondering, how can those people be standing so close? What if there's an off chance that he that a ball ricochets and off a tree? He's over there right now trying to find out if someone got hurt. Yeah. So he was, there's three trees. He tried to hit a low hooded oh. iron. It ricocheted off a tree and back sideways directly into the gallery. There's no way that didn't hit somebody, right? And that ball is traveling at 80, 100 miles an hour. Netting. Oh, yeah, at least. Netting. Golf needs netting. Let's put it up. Tree to tree. <laughs> we need netting in golf, damn it. These people are getting hurt. Uh, we might get there at some point. Wolves vent lines are open for the next segment here. If you anyway. if you want to bitch about the Timberwolves, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. My point being is that the Tibbs, I don't recall one time where he has basically said, this is an us problem or a me problem. It's usually always they have to do this. Yes. Uh, along the Tom Thibodeau line here, th- there's a uh, Lubomir is a loyal listener, diehard Wolves fan, and he tweeted something really observant this morning. We are going back and forth on Twitter, and I just want to – it's worth expanding on here. And I missed this. I must have been watching TNT when this happened last night, but apparently Jim Peterson was offering some insight into why the Wolves passed on Jamal Murray in the 2016 draft. Stud, freshman coming out of Kentucky. And and Jamal Murray now in his second year is one of the top five free throw shooters in the NBA. 
He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. He's up to 17 points a game, some rebounds, assists. He's a six foot four shooting guard. He can handle. He's a really, really good player. But, again, he was young. He was 19 years old. He was kind of a raw product coming out of Kentucky. You, you didn't know. He didn't have a great rookie season. You weren't quite sure. But now he's blossoming in a really good system in Denver. All right? So Jim Peterson said the Wolves didn't think Murray would be able to quickly grasp and retain NBA concepts. Tom Thibodeau didn't think thought he was too young to really just like catch on quickly and grasp NBA concepts. So the Wolves opted for the lower ceiling but older and more experienced Chris Dunn yes. in that draft. Defensively who, proficient. Right. Who who by the way they jettisoned for they traded him for Jimmy Butler anyways, but um as Lubomir points out in his tweet, this is the opposite of say a Mike Zimmer who loves teaching. Mike Zimmer, okay, Anthony Barr, you know what? That might be kind of a raw a raw product there. There's a lot to mold, but I love to teach. I am Mike Zimmer. I know what my defensive philosophies are, but I'm very adaptable. So Mike Zimmer prides himself in taking young guys in. Xavier Rhodes, Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander. Daniil Hunter. Daniil Hunt. Like, That's the, the list is endless. Me, yes. Eric Kendricks is another great one. Yep. And he he doesn't just sit those guys behind veterans. He says, you know what? You're going to play right away, and you're going to be a star, and I'm going to teach you how to be a star. Tom Thibodeau seems to have zero confidence or at least very little ability or desire to teach and connect with young players. They drafted Justin Patton in the first round last year. And now I know he had a foot injury in the offseason, but he's been healthy for months now. He played in the D League all year. He's been active for like one. He got into one game a week ago. That's a first round pick. He's a big man. He's That's a guy who put up some big numbers in the in the in the G League. He can't come in and give you five or ten minutes once in a while as a first-round pick. So, once in a while, he, the guy hasn't played so all So what happened in Chicago when he clearly did work with guys? Because he still likes those guys. He still trusts th- those guys. In fact, he's trying to actively recruit them all back here. Yeah, well, it may have been you know no choice at that time. They had A lot of these guys were kind of coming up. But Jimmy, it took Jimmy Butler, who also was a first-round pick, a late first-round pick. Jimmy Butler didn't play for like two or three years for that exact reason. So... It was a it, it was a thing for him going back to Chicago, absolutely. But he also had veterans. I think Shane Battier was on the Bulls, and they had veterans that they would. But the comparison to Zim is fan, is fantastic. Yes, that's a great that's a great example of Mike Zimmer because Zimmer's a guy that spent time his his first training camp here in Xavier Rhodes' back pocket. I mean, I remember watching those practices. He was always by him. And he took pride in connecting with Xavier Rhodes, connecting with Anthony Barr, teaching those principles. And also bringing in veterans like Terrence Newman, not to just preach the gospel of Mike Zimmer in a you know in a way to sort of bridge the gap in a real in a real human way. And um, that's not being done. The targets are yeah. It's a it's a great observation by uh, loyal listener Lubomir six five one six four six eight two five five. Ben, you're on uh, Wolves Vent Line. Go ahead. Hey, good. Hey, nice nice to talk to you guys. Hey, listen, I just have a quick question. You know, every, after every loss, I hear Tibbs say, well, we got to do this, he's got to do that, we got to do better. We, we know what the problems are. Well, why the hell doesn't he fix it? He's got the talent. If, a, he, if, yeah. he can, if he can see what the problem is, then fix it. Because, it's because, a rhetorical question. Because, yeah. because in his mind, he's, he's convinced he has fixed it and people aren't listening to him. It's not about adjustments. He he thinks Zimmer is very effective at what he does because he continually adjusts. He's always trying to adjust. Thibodeau came in here and put down his blueprint. And in his mind, right right or wrong, and I think it's wrong, but 
In his mind, that blueprint works. And so once I've taught you what the blueprint is, if you don't execute it, that's on you. And I have nothing else to teach you. That's why after every game, you use these very generic terms like toughness and more fight. Because I've given you the key in my mind to an offensive system and defensive success. You're not executing it. So I'm wrong to say this, yeah. but I'm thinking to myself, that's on you. Why can't you learn it? And that's what, but that's why this this cocoon in which uh, Tibbs and Butler live is dangerous. Because what they're seeing is we're doing everything right. It's on you to fix this. And if you're cat, you're saying, what are you talking about? What are you? And and here's your here's your bigger problem too. And Towns is so talented; he, he probably can o- overcome this. Wiggins can't. You're going to regress. Now you're going to regress because now you're going to say you're going to throw up your hands and say, "You think I should be learning something that I didn't learn?" Yeah. And now you're giving up on me. And so instead instead of now going back to Tibbs and saying, "Teach me more," it's 2018. You're saying, "Forget it." Yeah, I think I think the great coaches in basketball, they go back to Phil Jackson. People people sort of rag on Phil Jackson because of his time with the Knicks and I mean, yeah, it wasn't exactly although he did identify Kristaps Porzingis correctly, mind you. So maybe Phil Jackson deserves a little bit less heat for that. But as a coach, he was great at taking star and ego-filled collections and getting all of them to play for each other, all of them to connect and to align for one goal and in the achievement of one goal. I mean, they would run practices without the basketball. They would have meditation sessions together. They would, you know, he was a great communicator, a great teacher. And what Phil Jackson was always great at, too, was setting up, here's here's the sort of the system, the general system that we operate in. It's the triangle offensive system. But you guys are going to take the paintbrushes and the canvas, and I'm going to sit here for two hours, and you're just going to paint. And I might call timeout once in a while, but ultimately, I'm going to empower you guys to figure it out. I'm going to, I'm going to sit here very silently the entire game, and we'll work on stuff in practice. Tom Thibodeau is the opposite. It's just like, but and you can play that game with almost every great coach. Tom Thibodeau does not have the profile of any great coach in the last 20 or 25 years that you can recall in the NBA, where they're just constantly ragging and hollering and miserable. The great modern coach is much more able to teach and connect with players. And it's it's not as much about grinding film. There has to be a certain aspect of that. It's not, a much, not as much about grinding film and, and being the smartest and guy in terms of X and snowing yeah. outside. Yeah, it's That's about, not a credit to you. It's about being able to empower and connect with players. And if, he fails at that. If he you, does. If you spent a year going to see um, Brad Stevens and Popovich and Steve Kerr, and you spent a year observing their practices and observing how they, they think, and basically... They welcomed you and said, Tom, glean what, what you can from this. And if your takeaway was truly, if I do this again, I'm not going to practice as hard. Think about that for a second. Like of all the things, of all the things that you could learn from these yeah. from 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 this You're collection right. of really good to brilliant at times coaches, if your biggest takeaway was I think in Chicago I practice too hard. Yeah, that's that's an amazingly obtuse I mean to, that yeah. should be that should be a conclusion that you can draw by sitting on your couch. Yeah. Wolves vent line continues here. Dale, you're on the show. Yeah, I kind of agree on what you guys have said. I, I mean, in past experience as being a, a college athlete, I think the good coaches spoke not so often, but when they did speak and they did get mad, 
you earned it. And they kind of put, you know, let you kind of become a man and learn it. And if you didn't learn it, you weren't playing. But to, to have a coach that's constantly ragging and yelling and hollering, that obviously isn't working for this guy. And I guess I don't understand how many times they could have been a lead and give up a lead. I mean, there's got to be some teaching moments in there that there's just a communication breakdown. Then I'll just uh, let you guys talk. Thank you. Yeah, Dale, thank you. Dale had a little jingle at the end of his take. I sort of liked it. We should all have little jingles at the end of our takes. (laughs) Deliver a take. And And that's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Real real quick, just to, to wrap this Wolves conversation. What do you say if they have three games left? Lakers on the road, and then home against Memphis and Nuggets. Mm-hmm. What do you think is their most likely, uh, be objective, their most likely record in those three games? One and two? You're going to beat Memphis for sure. I think you're going to lose tonight. Although, I do too. I think you're going to lose tonight. Okay, uh, you're going to beat M- Memphis because I think they actively are going to want to lose that game. Uh, and then I think Denver beats you. Yes. So I think one, you win one, and one two? of three. I think you win one of three. I think so too. Is that fair? Do you think one and two, Dave? Weren't you yesterday saying three and one over the two last two. four? I said two, two and two. two. Yeah, but you predicted last night would be a loss. Yes, but you're so disheartened by how the, the Lakers. loss went. Yeah, I think they lose to the Lakers <laughs> tonight. Up to one a.m. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I'm flipping on the Lakers game. We'll see. But here's here's my my grand point here about the the record. If they finish one and two, unless I'm wrong on this, I'm like ninety percent sure my uh, my schedule and record math is right. If they finish one and two, so if they just beat Memphis and then lose the other two games, Denver would have to go two and one in its final three games. New Orleans would have to go two and two. Phoenix, Golden State, Clippers, and uh, San Antonio on their schedule. OKC would have to go one and two, and the Spurs would have to go zero and three for the Wolves to finish behind all. Mm-hmm. So there's like even at one and two, it's not a guarantee that they miss the playoffs, but. Winning tonight and then beating Memphis is your ticket to the playoffs. That's your ticket. Like winning last night would have been winning last <laughs> night would have expedited with your ticket it, to the, yes. for sure. Nuggets at Clippers <sighs> tomorrow, home to Blazers, and then visiting the Wolves to wrap it. No, I, and I think Lillard might have sat out last night against Houston for the Blazers. So if if Damian Lillard doesn't play, if he's resting up for the playoffs, for now that makes it easier for Denver to win that game. Absolutely. Boy, buckle up. Oh, it's fun. Let's try this. Make a really good point about the Wolves. Say something quick. Um, you know, I think Tom Thibodeau needs to be a better teacher. See, there it is. <laughs> Gosh, that's good. <laughs> Love it. It's pretty Thanks, amazing. Um, real quick, let's uh, let's fire up the phone lines here. We're going to give away Twins tickets when we come back. We need two callers. Callers 4 and 5 to 651-646-8255. And 877-615-1500. Two callers, twins tickets on the line. It's game show Friday. We're ready. Are you? The Mackie and Judd show rolls on. Ready, master control? Ready, switch on. This is 1500 ESPN. Game show Friday. It is game show Friday with Mackie and Judd. Is that for you or Phil? Mickelson. Uh, a little triple bogey for Phil Mickelson. Here are your hosts, Phil Mackey. Not a not averse to a triple bogey himself. And Judd Zogan. Yeah. 
I take oh, it to what a great, Another great in-person crowd. Great to see everyone here. Yeah, great. No netting necessary here. Uh-uh. No one's going to get hurt. I would take a triple bogey mm. on any hole at the Masters. The Masters. The Masters. All right. Uh, Tiger Woods going to tee off here in about eight minutes, which means I will be done doing the show. So you guys can just you're going to check out here in about eight minutes. Yep. In eight minutes, well, we better get this done. Yeah, we have to give away. And by the way, we have uh, some confusion here. We have a Jeff H and a Jeff W. We might have to go to middle names to decide this game show. But <laughs> we're going to go four pack of Twins tickets for Sunday against the Mariners. We also have two pair of general admission tickets to the Minnesota Brewers ball, benefiting Cystic Fibrosis, uh, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. It's not benefiting Cystic Fibrosis. That would be no, we're we against want, Cystic Fibrosis. Very much anti-cystic fibrosis yep. on this show. Bleep you, cystic fibrosis. <laughs> yes, just to be clear. Just to be clear. Uh, that's tomorrow night, 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock at International yeah, Market yeah. Square. Uh, uh, we also have a flight tour card to give away MLB The Show for PlayStation 4 and any swag. And we have koozies. We always have koozies to give away at 1500 ESPN. <laughs> it's because we have a... Room filled with Roycey and Mackie koozies from way back when. Yes, that is true. All right, let's bring these guys up here. Uh, Jeff H., what's going on? Not too much. How you doing? What's your middle name? It is uh, It's Kenneth. Kenneth? So J-K-H, if you want to break it down. Wait a second. What is it? It's Kenneth. Kenneth. Like Kenneth. Okay, yeah, yeah like Kenneth. Ken. Okay. Yeah, like Ken. What's so the full name? You're going to be Ken. And uh, okay. Jeff, Jeff W., what's your middle name? David. David, okay, you're gonna be you're gonna be David. What a hell of a middle yeah. name, Jeff yeah. W. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I agree. So, so here uh, here's how this works. We're gonna pair up. I'm gonna I'm gonna work with David slash Jeff W. <laughs> All right. right Judd's gonna work with Ken slash Jeff H. You got that? You're with so Jeff I'm with, H. So I'm with the guy that's going to be Ken for I'm the with, purposes of the show. Yes. Right, exactly. Dave, what game will all of us be mm. playing here today? A very confusing but very special Masters edition of the radio station t-shirt twins tickets video game Brewers Ball Tickets Pyramid. All right. The, py- the Pyramid game where... We are going to have uh, 30 seconds each and then two separate rounds to try and describe a word or a phrase that you guys have to blurt out. And the, the goal is to get as many ripped off in 30 seconds as possible. And Judd, I feel like you always go first. Do you mind if I get the honors here and make you uh, go second so this time So it's going to be you and David going first. No, that's no problem. Go ahead. Yep, so me and David slash Jeff W., this is round one. We're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Are you ready, Jeff slash David? I am. All right. Here, so basically, just to set, just to, to make it obvious, if I were if if the word were, um, let's say the word were baseball, I would say a sport where you use a bat and uh, a white rock looking thing. You'd cricket. say baseball, right? Or cricket, which would be wrong. All right. Here we go. 30 seconds on the clock. <clears throat> and all and they're all masters related, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. All right, let's go. And begin. The city that hosts the Masters. Augusta, Georgia. The trophy that's really uh, a coat. Uh, The green jacket. The winner of last year's Masters also scored 13 on a par 5. Jordan Spieth. Nope, last year's Masters winner, uh, Spanish. He's Spanish. Uh, 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 Sergio Garcia. Yep, if you hit a ball in the blank, it's a two-stroke penalty. Water. Uh, a blank three, blank four, blank five on a scorecard. 
Birdie Par Eagle. No, I'm sorry. Other it's okay. Way it's no. okay. Wrong. Par would have been. It was a bad hint by me. It was a bad hint by me. Uh, par would have been the correct answer. We got four right, though. It's not too bad. All right. Judd, are you ready? Yes. You can uh, Jeff, scrap that fifth one because we already said it. Yeah, so par, par, is par would have yeah, been the correct Jeff answer. Jeff Kenneth H., are you ready? I am ready. And Tell me when. Begin. The Masters is the first of the... Majors. An ace. A uh, hole in one. The guy who says, hello, friends. Jim Nance. Popular golf ball maker is? Titleist. Six-time Masters champion, and he won in 1986. Jack Nicklaus. A long-hitting club. Driver. One under par is? Birdie. Guy carries the bag. Caddy. World's, world's most famous golfer. Is that 30 seconds? <laughs> That last one did not get in under the buzzer. Right, but he's still eight. So we'll go. He said it, so it's out. So Tiger Woods is Holy out. Holy crap. Wow. All right. Wow. Judd's been. Wow. Have you been practicing at home with Stella? <laughs> Stella's a That's very. That's the best you've ever played this Stella's game. a very Amazing. smart dog. Smart, smart dog. <laughs> you're, silly. you're still stammering over the second clue by now. No, no, no. Not this time. Uh, well uh, done. Uh, I'm uh, impressed. I'm feeling it on this Friday. All righty, then. Well, well, David slash Jeff W., we got our wow. work cut out for us here. We have 30 yeah. more seconds. If I were you, Phil, I'd just skip that first one right under Tiger Woods, but that's just me. We're going to do that, actually, just to make this game more fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. And begin. Short mode area where you drive the ball into, hopefully. Uh, the green? No, before that. Uh, the fairway. Yep. Uh, a, a club you use to tap a ball into a hole. Putter. He's uh, the second best golfer in the world the last 20 years. Left-handed. Uh, Phil Mickelson. Tiger's brand on his shirt. Uh, Nike. Network that broadcasts the Masters. NBC. What does Jim Nance say when he opens the broadcast? Uh, uh, something French. Shoot. It's a greeting. It's a greeting. Uh, oh, Ah, this is good. Was, uh, Hello, friends would have been correct there. Got the so that's one, wrong, two, though. three. F- what did he say? NBC. He said NBC. Oh shoot! But I didn't even get enough, did I? Anyway, we actually have... you are tied right now at yeah. eight. Uh, yeah, great. Good well, luck to you. Thirty seconds for good Jeff job, H and excellent. Judd. Excellent job on clue delivery. I'm going to own this one, David. I'm going to own this one. Could have could have been better. But so it's we, my fault. We need one for the win. One, for, one the for the win, but All we'll right. give you the full 30 seconds so you can really run up the tally and stick it to him. I know it's against the unwritten rules of pyramid game. I was going to say, that's not very nice. But we're going to do it anyway. And begin. Star golfer from... Uh-oh. Judge Mike doesn't work. Uh, see, star golfer from Northern Ireland. Rory McIlroy. You hit the ball off this. Wednesday event at the Masters that's very famous. R3 challenge. 11, 12, 13 at Augusta R. Oh. Called. The turn? <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, flowery shrubs at, at Augusta that they always talk about. The flowering shrubs. Magnolias? Nope. Azaleas. Correct. Uh, wow, that is, you guys are just, that's amazing. Yeah. I think you guys just fine, set an all-time fine record. Fine job. What was that? Jeff a total of fourteen points, Kenneth. right there. Fifteen, fourteen or fifteen. That's a, that's a new record. Wow! Extremely well done. For the pyramid game. You're both gonna win something. We appreciate you guys playing. May I say something before I go? 
Yeah, fire away. Judd, what you just did was violate an unwritten rule. What you should have done is after you got the first one, you should have stopped. I agree. I think you guys are going to get a call from Dozier. <laughs> <laughs> really upset. Well, Mackie turned off my. Mackie shifted. Hey, wait, wait. Mackie shifted by standing up and turning off my mic. And once he did that, he proved he was still playing the game. That's and true. therefore, I laid down a butt. That's a good point, Boom. actually. I did turn off Judd's microphone. <laughs> All right, thank you, Jeff, and thank you, Jeff. Thank you. We'll throw you guys Bye, on guys. the Twins tickets, uh, Minnesota Brewers, Paul. <laughs> and our guy, Tiger Woods, is about to tee off here. Oh, now we've lost you. Yep. It'll just be me and Quest. It'll be uh, Dave and I for questions. Enjoy huh? the rest of the show. Uh, let's talk about this magnificent 55-inch TCL TV that we're watching the Masters on. I'd say that 4K picture quality, which is, by the way, four times the picture quality of if you have a 1080p HDTV, which is pretty standard over the past several years, um, this is going to blow your mind. You're going to see things, especially watching golf, that you never really expected to see. You're going to see the colors pop out more. You're going to see more intricate details. It's the best TV to watch sporting events on, for sure, and it's the best connected TV in the world right now. These TCL TVs give you access to a built-in Roku device 4,000-plus streaming channels, and 450,000-plus TV show episodes and movies. There's a reason why TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand, and you can find TCL TVs inside major local retailers here in the Twin Cities. TCLUSA.com is also a good place to snoop around. But uh, you know, if you do a Google search for TCL TVs, you're going to find a ton of rave reviews from credible publications. So uh, take their word for it as well. Mackie and Judd on this Friday. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Bottom line is these two guys really like each other. Mackey and Judd. They formed a special brotherhood. They've said, you know what? We can do this better together than apart. On 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right. I think I'm going to go on a limb and say that Judd's Jeff was much, much more into golf than my Jeff in that last game. Well, my clues were also just fantastic. Jeff W., uh, who is your partner, <laughs> Phil, as I was uh, getting his information there and going over the prize, which we will be uh, setting him up with, related Judd to Andrew Wiggins in this game. Usually it's a lot of struggle. Usually, you know, you're not very impressed. But, man, Judd was going up against the Cavaliers today. And he brought it. He absolutely brought it. Clear and concise clues. One or two words that were right to the point where you, Phil, I mean, I'll be honest. It wasn't as good. Four or five words and taking a little extra time. You're right. It was motivation. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Don't expect it next Friday. I thought I I was looking for a slow, steady climb to like 10 or 11 points. Just post. My my goal was to post a score. Mm -hmm. Put the pressure on and post a score. Well, Judd came out and fired a first round 62, and I couldn't come back. You were Carl Anthony Towns. You know, you normally, you know, hey, double double's good enough for me. I don't need to demand the ball. I don't need to demand that we get these clues in a hurry and uh, bait you this time. You got some questions for us while I watch Tiger Woods? Okay. You're still an all star talent. Don't let it get you wrong. Thank you. Get it done. Uh, We now know the Wild and the Winnipeg Jets will be meeting officially. It is official for round one of the Stanley Cup finals. Let's do it, boys. I know you asked Lou yesterday when it was looking like it would be Wild and Jets what his uh, prediction would be for the series. 
So you guys give it to me too. Your prediction, other than pain. Prediction? Pain. Well, I'm already on the record saying that they win a first-round series and maybe go to the Western Conference Finals, but now Ryan Suter's out. I'm going to say they pull the upset and they beat the Jets in a seven-game series, in a thrilling seven-game opening series. Devin Dubnik stands on his head for two weeks, and uh, and the the younger players take take a step up and fill the void. Spurgeon, you know, maybe he can be closer to 100% here going into the playoffs. So I'm going to say Wild pulls an upset. In seven games. Right now, I am because I've watched the last two games. If Spurgeon doesn't play, they're they're dead. They they're asking way too much for players that shouldn't play. That they can play, but they shouldn't log as much ice time as they're being asked to right now. If Spurgeon returns, which he's expected to, I am going to agree. The Wild pulls the upset. I've seen it too many times. The Jets are a nice up and coming team, and they've got some talent, and they're a big. Physical team, so they're going to be a pain in the ass to play against. But let me give you a key hockey stat, and this was actually brought up on the FSN North telecast last two nights. The Jets' collective roster, their entire roster, has 252 games of postseason experience. The Wilds' roster at more than 700 games. Hmm. The Jets' goaltender has never played a playoff game. You go on the road. I love love not starting at home in the playoffs because now there's zero pressure. The Jets are going to have pressure. You go on the road. Let's say you win game one, two, one in OT. Now the Jets are feeling it. Now perhaps you get game two. But if you split, it's not bad. Mm -hmm. This sets up to me, if Spurgeon's back, he's got to be back. But if he's back, this sets up to me to be a a series that the Wild could definitely upset the Jets. And it doesn't mean the Jets are a bad team. And it doesn't mean the Jets won't, won't won't learn from this. But they're a young, inexperienced playoff team, and that makes a bit of a difference. What if Spurgeon's not back? I just think they're dead then. It's too much to ask. If he doesn't play, what's the series outcome? Probably Jets in five or six. Sorry, Dave. Sorry. I know. It was was done before. (laughs) You've got to have... Dave had to write that down. Oh, right. Oh, I'm no, sure. it was part, dead, part, it was of, dead last part of it was you're, part you're of it was you predicting Jets in five was actually part of his write that down segment. And Phil did not, and, and you did not lead me at all this time. I just my counselor. No, not at no, all. No, you didn't. The other part of the equation was because he knew it was a golf game show that he was setting up. He said that I would beat you in the golf game show. Well, not and only the, that, I knew what the game show was going to be. I knew it was going to be a pyramid game, and Judd's usually horrible at it. <laughs> Dave tried to read it. Dave tried to read it. So, Dave. Are you sure you weren't listening outside? I was in the bathroom. Okay, you, you can, can stream, stream it. it. Well, stream well, I was I was streaming. Stream I was streaming. It had nothing to do with the show. <laughs> stream while you're streaming. It had nothing to do with the show. <laughs> you are now old for your last three on Judd. Write that down prediction. I think it's I hope you realize. Well, you got the Blackhawks wrong. You got the Blackhawks wrong. You got the one that you were mad at Phil about well, wrong. That's because he hosed me. I would have got that one right. <laughs> I told you I'm a big Sister Jean fan, okay? I like the nuns. I love the nuns. Judd loves Sister Jean, Sister Christian, and he's all in. All in. I do love that sister song. Act. Sister Act. Sister. Th- I just hope you learn from this. I hope you learn not to make assumptions about me because I'm always going to throw you a curveball. You know what I say, Judd? Shooter's going to shoot. <laughs> going to throw it? Yeah, exactly. I'm like you Andrew are, Wiggins. You are Wiggins. I'm Andrew Wiggins. I love my shot. You I are, love yeah, my shot. You are Clang. the Andrew Wiggins of radio. A Judd prediction chucker, Dave Harrigan. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Wiggins, let's talk about Carl Anthony Towns, a fellow Timberwolf. Boys, let's fast forward to the end of Carl's career. When it's all done and they write the big Carl Anthony Towns retirement story and go through all his career accomplishments, the ups and downs, the highlights, the lowlights, 
What will the career highlights of Carl Anthony Towns be? And maybe more specifically, who will they be with? He will win a championship. At this rate, it won't be here. Uh, his resume, in fact, forget that. His plaque in uh, Springfield, Mass., will include at least one NBA championship. And if the Wolves, if I felt they were going to do things right, I would say it, it would be here. But given the current state of things and given the guy that owns this team and the decisions that he's been making now for 20, is it five years or so? Yeah. Uh, I think he wins a championship, and I think it's elsewhere. I don't see him. He's not a dumb guy. And no, no matter who's coaching here right now, he's going to see that the dysfunction. Unless Glenn sells this thing and somebody who really knows what they're doing buys it and sits Cat down and says, you're, you're my guy, you're my franchise guy, you're not going anywhere, let's pick a coach, let's do this or that. Uh, but if things stay the same, I don't agree with Dukes. I think he walks. I don't... I, he can make enough elsewhere and eventually sign a long-term contract there. So, unfortunately, I, I don't think it's here. Well, he won't. He, here's the thing. He, I, I don't think he's going to stay for his whole career if this is the, if it's this hard in terms of getting along with coach or connecting with coach. Uh, but I don't think he's going to. He'll sign a max contract. He'll absolutely sign a max contract. It's a five-year max contract that's going to put his net worth up over $100 million for the first time in his life as opposed to getting to if he turns the max deal down this summer he'd get to restricted free agency and the wolves would just match any offer anyways like they're going to the max contract gets him to what 29ish 28 age or, wise it yeah, would get him to like 20 it would get him to 26 or 27 okay so yeah so, so he, after he could that, leave gone. then but yeah. he'll be here longer than Tom Thibodeau Tom Thibodeau will not be here in 5 or 6 years from now he might not even be here in 5 or 6 months from now for all we know so i think the landscape could change but it obviously depends on this organization putting together a viable, you know, structure from coach all the way down to supporting cast around one of the great players in the league. Players like Towns win championships. If you're the best player in the NBA, which he will be at some point here, like he's already close. But once LeBron fades out and, you know, James Harden is older than Towns, in four or five years, Carl Anthony Towns will be the best player in the NBA. Players like that win championships. Sometimes it's elsewhere, like Kevin Garnett had to go to Boston to make sure it happened. Let's go back to yesterday at the Masters. The Masters. The 15th hole. Oh, no. This Hard can't to believe be. what we're seeing right now. Ball number five. That was Sergio putting yeah. his fifth in the row in a row into the drink on the 15th hole. As you know, at Augusta, all the holes are named after a tree or a flowering shrub. You have tea, olive, white dogwood. Juniper, azalea, flowering crab apple. <laughs> flowering crab apple. Yes. That sounds like an STD. The 13th hole is azalea, and Sergio and his wife Angela have a brand new daughter, a few months old, named azalea. They named her after the hole, and azalea is obviously famous around Augusta, and he was a Masters champion, so it's a beautiful name, a beautiful reason to do it. Well, the fact that all the holes are named after a flower or tree shrub led to this joke from Rich Lerner of the Golf Channel. Soon after Sergio plunked his fifth in, he put on Twitter, Sergio won't be naming his next kid Firethorn, the name of a 15th hole. Angela Garcia didn't find that very funny, told him the next time you decide to tweet about my future child, why don't you use your brain and not do it? 
Sergio let him have it a little bit, called him funny man. Oh, wow. Rich funny Lerner uh, did apologize, saying uh, it was a poorly timed attempt to lighten the mood. He missed the mark with a flippant comment, and there was no ill intent. My question, as it's been debated now on Twitter by those three and many others, A, is that a good line? Is that a funny line or not? And B, is it over the line to make a joke about a person who does not exist? <laughs> what was the read the line again, or just give us the line again? The line was Sergio won't be naming his next kid Firethorn. It's a great line. It's a throwaway, like just a kind of a. It's just a funny line. It's like a tweet. If, no, you, it you was tweeted, a tweet. Okay, it wasn't said on the goal. It was. It no, wasn't it was, said on TV. It was just it a, was tweet. a tweet from okay. Rich Lerner GC. You, you take a shot. You get a few retweets. You get a few likes. People laugh. I think it's fair game. You're a public figure, and like Dave said, the child doesn't even exist yet. He just shot a fifth. Or does it? 651-646-8255. Well, as a Catholic, Phil, I'd like to talk about that. He shot a 15, right? Uh, 13. Okay. It was a 13 on the 15 pole. Give him a little more credit than that, Judd. Come on. I suggest that Mrs. Garcia shuts up. What and about that, Sergio himself? He and did, that Sergio, he did take shots too. And that Sergio ignores it. If you're a professional athlete, ignore that stuff. And he and the guy had every right to do it. And don't apologize for that. That's the type of thing. If you're going to tweet that, see, this is what drives me crazy. Don't apologize. Now, if you had said something truly offensive about their child, and you were just an idiot, then I get saying, you know what, I was out of line to do so. But if you tweet something that you know, or at least think is funny. And then they get upset. Bleep them. That's their problem. Shut up. Don't shoot a thirteen. That's it's it just. Jeez, dude. No, it just it, it drives me nuts though. Because if you're gonna be if you're gonna be funny on Twitter and take a chance like that, you're gonna get pushback. And unless you've tweeted something that you truly look at and say that was offensive, I shouldn't have done that. It's not a yeah. It's, it's but, not offensive, and you yeah. have no reason to apologize. Yeah. And just because she gets upset about it, too bad. And you know what? If you if your husband shoots a thirteen and he's a professional, don't go on Twitter. You know I've heard don't all be the, on Twitter. All the Roy McAvoy tin cup jokes too. This was not tin cup. Those were water shots. Those were just like sh- most of those were just plopped right in, weren't they? Or did some of them spin off? I'd have to watch the movie again. Like, tin cup. There was one that plopped in, and then I however many were. An additional two or three. I think they pretty much all made the green and then, and then came roll. back. Okay, okay. So I guess pretty, pretty similar, actually. Yeah. All right. Okay, then name the kid Roy. <laughs> is it a girl? That's fine. The kid's name well, is we Roy. There's no child. Oh, we don't know if it's a boy or... Oh, they. There. she's not pregnant. Yeah, she's not even pregnant. I mean, yeah, she that, may not be. So yeah, maybe she is pregnant, but yeah, the other okay. kid stay, is months stay old. Stay off Twitter. The kid's name is Roy if it's a boy. If you're going to sure. be that defensive of your husband, get off Twitter. Yeah. Or you could name the kid Chris Lindahl. You know the Chris Lindahl team understands marketing better than everyone else. I'm sure Chris would Chris would probably be down for that. <laughs> um, right now, Chris Lindahl is putting on seller workshops. Uh, the seller workshops are happening April 16th through the 18th, and seating is limited. Why should you be interested in the seller workshop? Because they last about an hour, hour and 15 minutes or so, and you can earn between thirty and sixty thousand dollars more on the sale of your home. So. Why would you turn down a job that paid you thirty to sixty thousand dollars in an hour? I mean, that's basically what you're doing here. If you don't attend the seller workshop this month, uh, the Chris Lindahl team is the number one Remax results team for a reason in America because they understand how to create a competitive environment for your home. 
And also, they understand marketing better than anyone else in the industry. Sellerworkshop.com or 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. Mackie and Judd are back. Now, you can tell when they're ready by poking them with your finger. On 1500 ESPN. Twin Cities Businesses. Join the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society for the 28th Annual Dress for LLS. Thursdays in May, businesses across the state will be coming together to join LLS in the fight against blood cancers for a minimum donation of just five bucks. Participants earn the right to dress casual or in a company theme at work with prizes for the top fundraising team. More details and a chance to register your company, head to 1500ESPN.com, keyword events. This is your last chance to complain about the Timberwolves here. 651-646-8255. Get it all out of your system. Timberwolves vent line. Get it all out of your system. Until tonight. Champagne celebration. Play the Lakers. This weekend. At which point you'll be frustrated again. I'm trying to think positively, Judd. Started the show off negative to start the show pot end the show positively here today. Wait, you just predicted that they would win no, no, no. the Memphis game no. and lose tonight and also lose I'm to Denver to on Is that Wednesday night? The Denver's here? I don't know exactly what night it is, but I got it right here. Um we're getting we've had start, yes. emails all throughout Wednesday. the day here. This is from Larry. Hi guys, the Wolves will lose tonight. Win versus Memphis and Denver at home uh to win last playoff berth is his prediction. They will act like it's a Super Bowl, but it was a lost season. This team should be in the fourth spot. No excuses. Yeah. Tibbs is an idiot. <laughs> it's the He's right about the fourth spot. I would agree with him. Man. Even without Jimmy Butler, it shouldn't be this much of a grind to get there. Um, I'm going through. Like, most of these are just. Here's one from Jared. Is Doogie really praising Tibbs for communicating with one of his one of his players on a daily basis? That's Is that not a basic requirement? Yeah. I mean, it does seem like the favoritism is... It's definitely... Doogie's not the only one who has who has said that, that Tom Thibodeau has people that he likes to communicate with, and uh, Jimmy Butler is about the only one. And Derek Rose now, too. Yeah. Well, Taj, to a certain degree, I'm sure. Uh, Greg says Taj, via yeah. email, I'm a new basketball fan. When I decided to follow the team this year, one thing that stuck out to me from day one is that when a player or players return to the bench, Tibbs never shows appreciation of his players by high-fiving. He's right. All other coaches and players do, and I believe most other team head coaches do. And it might seem like a little thing, but when you... if This is another sign that he just lacks all self-awareness. He's riding, riding, he's he's prowling, and he's belligerent. That's that's how he comes off. Yeah, he stalks. That's how he is. Stalks the sideline. So you can sort of... You can almost, like, hedge that... If you just show some appreciation once in a while, hey, let me uh, pat you on the butt, give you a high five, put my arm around you, show that I care. You know, like here's a kind of an apples to oranges example, but Richard Patino can be really hard on players on the sidelines. Not that, you know, like Richard Patino is still trying to figure out if he's a big time power conference coach here. Next season's a big year for him. But he spends all that time during games yelling and screaming in the tie, but he's also the first guy to put his arm around somebody and praise somebody. You have to do both. You can't just be the guy that rides players in, in 2018. That might have worked in 1978. It doesn't work in 2018. Carl Anthony Towns scored 56 points in one game, and I never saw Tibbs pat him on the back or smile. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Now, in fairness, you were on your third trip to the dessert buffet that was in the TCL much. You know theater what? box during that game. I have, not, I have not had sweets since then. I've cut <laughs> them out since then. Wow, what happened? 
Stomach, I was so stomach go bonkers. No I was, no, I was so lethargic the next day. Jeez. I could barely stay awake. Sugar rush. I, I've been done with sweets since then. <laughs> it's all carbs now. One which, week sweets which, free for Jeff. Which clearly is, is reflected. The sweet life was supposed oh, hey, to be S U I T E life, not the other way. A review. I went into Bat and Barrel yesterday. And? I checked it out. Well, it was post Did you violate your own rule? Did you get a beer? I did not. I did not. In fact, I was walking out of Target Field an hour plus after the game because I wrote something and I saw it was still open. And so I thought, you know what? I'll check it out. It looks to me like almost all signs of of Met Stadium have been scrubbed. It's a pretty neat looking, okay looking sports bar, and there were a lot of people still there. But I immediately turned around and left, pirouetted around and walked out. Stuck to your principles, and that's it. We'll not be drinking beer in that place. What did they do with all the Met uh, Metropolitan? That's what I want to find out. I'd like to know if it's in a different area. But from what I could see, they have uh, they have turned it into basically. Way more of a sports bar. I think that there's two, if I'm not mistaken on this, I think that there's two like universal bars now set up, big with TVs around them and stuff. So, yeah, they if, turned if, into a big sports if bar. They, are you more anti, the, did you love the Met Club or was it, the, you I just like the hate name. the name of Bat and Barrel so I hate much the that name you're going to boycott it? I hate the name. The sports bar looks fine. It's the name. What if it's the only and place where you can... What if bar. every other beer station in the whole stadium is closed for whatever reason, and that's the only place, and there's no line that you can get a beer, and you're there for three hours? You're not going to go in there and get a beer. That question is highly unlikely to happen, so I'd prefer <laughs> not to answer it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's throw it one final time here on this Friday to the 1500 ESPN Masters Leaderboard Update Desk with Dave Harrigan. Thank you very much, Phil. The course must be playing very difficult today. Not many players going low. In fact, Tiger Woods, who is off to a one-over start through the first hole, was asked about uh, his feelings on the course and the weather today just after he came off that first green. Tiger? Conditions are really tough out there. Really 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 tough but uh you know i thought i played well i really did and you know i can't wait for the weekend i feel good i really do i don't know if you played that well on the first hole because you did bogey it he is two over par right now Uh, for the tournament your leaders your co-leaders several of them a log jam if you will of players at three under par including matt kuchar rafael cabrabeo burned visaburger Yes. Mark Leishman, Henry which you can buy for a dollar and seventy-five cents. Adam Hadwin, Patrick Reed, and Charlie Hoffman, all at three under par. Splendid. Just ahead of Rory, Ricky, hmm. Jordan, Louis, and Zach. Hmm. So uh, is Jordan Spieth soiling or urinating himself on the course today? A Which is it? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. A little bit just trickling down just a little bit. A bit of a mud pie down there. He is four okay. over three. Augusta's in that guy's head. Yes. Yes, it is. That yes. course is in his head. Uh, well, it wasn't yesterday when he shot 600 par know, and took a multi-stroke his lack, lead. His lack of consistency there is very intriguing. Dynamite drop it's, in there. He needs golf. He needs tips. Motivational coach tips. Yeah. That's what he needs. Judd's back tomorrow for Saturday Sports Talk. Matthew Collar. It's going to be great stuff. Real great. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Always fun.